With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day together by the radio to open God's eternal Word and to study the Word of God together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we open the Word of God today. We're turning in our Bible today to the book of Isaiah chapter number 6. This passage of Scripture probably has been used of the Lord to speak to people's heart about surrender and involvement as much as any other passage in the entire Scriptures. Notice what the Bible said in Isaiah chapter number 6, verse number 1. The Word of God said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and His train filled the temple." Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, with twain he covered his face, with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another, and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off of the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sins purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go. That's reading eight verses and a portion of verse number nine from the book of Isaiah, chapter number six. I want us to look at this life-transforming experience. And may I say to you that we all must have a life-transforming experience before we can ever be used of the Lord. In the book of Isaiah, we learn that Isaiah is already a fireball, finger-pointing, fundamental preacher. He begins his book with a very plain and direct statement about the apostasy of the nation of Israel. He said in verse number three, the ox knoweth his owner and the ass his master's crib, but Israel doth not know my people doth not consider. And then in verse number four, he said, all sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, 
a seed of evildoers, children that are corrupt. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel to anger. They are all gone away backward. He is not mincing for words when he comes to his preaching. When you come to chapter number 5, you see him, as I said earlier, pointing his finger at six different groups of people and pronounces a woe upon them. In verse number 8, he said, woe unto them. In verse number 11, again, he pronounces woe unto them. And in verse number 18, again, woe unto them. Verse number 20, woe unto them. Verse 21, woe unto them. Verse 22 again, woe unto them. Six different times in chapter number five, he points his finger at a group of people and pronounces a woe unto them. But when you come to chapter number six, there is, first of all, a threefold vision that I want us to look at. Some might say it's three visions, but I really rather think that it's one vision with three different parts in the vision. First of all, in verse number one, down through verse number four, Isaiah sees the Lord supreme. And then it's a natural result. In verse number five, when he sees the Lord supreme, he sees his low-down staff. He realizes he is not near so righteous or holy himself when he sees the righteousness and the holiness of our God. And then in verse number five, also, not only does he see in the vision the Lord supreme and his low-down self, but he sees the condition of others who are around him. And God will use this vision to transform Isaiah. Proverbs 29, 13, where there is no vision, the people perish. And today, because we do not have a vision, people are perishing. But I want us to look at this vision. And then after we look at the vision, we're going to hear the voices that speak here in this portion of the Word of God. And then I want to build from that as the Holy Spirit directs us to do so. Notice, first of all, if you will, in this vision, Isaiah sees the Lord supreme. We find, first of all, in verse number one, the period when this happens. It was in the year that King Uzziah died that Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. Now, I would not say that Uzziah had to die for Isaiah to see the Lord, but I will say that God used this incident to cause him to get his eyes upon the Lord. You see, here is a situation that has developed there in the kingdom of Judah. Most of the time, the king and the prophet were at odds with each other, but here we find quite a different situation. King Uzziah and the prophet Isaiah had formed a very warm friendship. They were so close that when Uzziah sinned against the Lord and was smitten with leprosy, that Isaiah felt like that he himself and all the nation of Israel were also unclean before God. But now then, Uzziah has died, and God is about to transform Isaiah. You see, here's the situation. The throne of Judah 
is empty. But Isaiah is made aware of the fact that the throne of glory is still occupied. The kingdom of Judah is full of death and gloom. But Isaiah is made aware of the fact in this vision that the kingdom of glory is filled with grace and glory and majesty. One king whom, if you notice in the word of God, his title begins with a small letter K, King Uzziah. But down in verse number five, there's another king, and his king begins with a capital letter K. When the word of God said, mine eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. You see, King Uzziah was just a king, but God is the king, the Lord of hosts. There is no other in the category with our God. So the period was when King Uzziah died, he said, I saw the Lord. And I want us to notice several things about this vision of the Lord Supreme that Isaiah sees. First of all, I want you to notice the place where he saw the Lord. He said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. Notice the place. May I say to you, he is still there today. You do not see the Lord Jesus Christ today wearing sandals, walking the sandy seashores of Galilee. You do not see him as the miracle-working master, performing miracles among the people. You do not even find Christ today hanging upon a cross. No, if you see him, my friend, you will have to lift your eyes to the position that he is. He is there on the throne, sitting at the right hand of God the Father. Shall we notice a place that he's in? Then notice a position. The Bible said that he is high and lifted up. He is exalted to the position of the throne. And may I say to you, dear friend, that our Lord Jesus Christ, though he sits at the right hand of the Father this morning as the God-man that makes intercession for us, he is the only mediator between God and men. But I say to you, dear friend, God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So my friend, if you see the Lord today, you must look where Isaiah looked, the place that he is. He is sitting upon the throne and the position that he is in he is exalted. He is high and lifted up. Then in verse number one also, we see his preeminence. The Bible said his train filled the temple. The picture that you have here is that of a bridal train. A young bride walks down the aisle at her wedding. And what do you look at? Following her is her bridal train. And that bridal train draws the attention. Folk, look at it. Isaiah said, when I saw the Lord, I saw not only him, but I saw his train, and his train 
filled the temple. May I say to you, dear friend, today, if you and I ever see the Lord as Isaiah saw him, his train will fill our temple. We'll be so carried away with the glory and majesty of him. You see, my friend, Isaiah had got his attention focused upon King Uzziah, and King Uzziah is a sick, leprous man. But now then he's died, and God is saying to Isaiah, the king of Judah may be dead, and it may be gloom that fills his temple, but the king of glory is alive, and it's glory that fills his temple. So we see the period this takes place in Isaiah's life. It's the year that King Uzziah died. We see the place he saw the Lord. He is on the throne. The position he is high and lifted up. And we see the preeminence. His train fills the temple. Oh, may God grant it that you and I would get a glimpse of the majesty of the marvelous master, the Lord Jesus Christ, and change our lives. Father, take the word, use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust you enjoy the broadcast today. How I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day together by the radio and study His Word together. Let me encourage you that you pray for the broadcast that the Lord would bless it and use it to the glory and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, I want to encourage you that you write to us and share with us in the financial burden of the radio ministry. We have a few churches and individuals that support us on a monthly basis, but we need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for us? And then as the Lord directs your heart, sit down and write to us and share with us in the financial burden. Simply address that letter to Harvest Time 179, Promise Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179, Promise Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Argonaut.